Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, there's a bunch of uh, NFL news that we can talk about, and some of it pertains to the media. And saw your tweet last night. And, you know, guys, not everything. Chris doesn't text everything first and vice versa. Sometimes we find out what's going on with each other on Twitter, especially when it comes to the Giants. And I felt for you because you enjoy the locker room banter with these guys. You have a good relationship with a lot of these guys. It's um, kind of what sets you apart, I think. And to see that you're not going to be allowed in the locker room, um, like in your words, buddy, it sucks. Yeah, it does, Jerry, because, uh, you know, uh, obviously I like it. Um, followers love it, Yeah. right? You're giving uh, inside information in the locker room as much as, you know, you could give out, you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's some not everything I'm going to put out there is whatever happens between me and a player, but it's a lot of, a lot of you know, very good information that people like to hear, you know. And yeah. um, it's, uh, it's not just me. It's everybody in the media. Nobody's going to be allowed in. Uh, you know, into the locker rooms this year. This is the way it's going to be. It's uh, different times, and it really sucks. Like I said last night on Twitter, it sucks because when you're in the locker room, and I'm there during the week too, not just the locker room after games. Right. I'm there during the week, right. after practices. You know, before practices. You know, yeah. uh, we have media availability, and um, and you get a feel, Jerry. You know, um, you get a feel for what's going on. Uh, a lot of a lot of times, man. You know, guys get you on the side. Hey, this, you know talking about this, that, hey, I'll ask a guy, how do you feel? And a lot of times I'll say something like this. I, I know people have heard this the last few years. You know, hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to say, but you know, a few guys are unhappy with this, that, you know, whatever yeah, it might right, be, right, right. And, that, and that's huge, yeah. Right, and um, that's not going to happen this year, man, um, because of what's going on, you know, with the COVID. And I, I tell you, it's, you know, you see what's going on, Joe, you know, a big uh, college football. They're not quite sure what's going to happen with that. Oh, that's that's that is all over the place. Right, Chris? Like, yeah, the Big Ten is saying no outside the Big Ten. Um, it just seems like there's different rule. Like everybody's coming out with something different. I, I, it's, I don't know how they're going to resolve it. But go ahead. Sorry. I really don't. No, no, no. I really don't, man. I, you know, guy, kids are coming in. A lot of kids are positive. 10, 20 at a time. Some schools, of course, Notre Dame has nobody. I was going to say, the Fighting Irish, baby, zero, because, huh? Yeah. They're the smartest, you know, kids going. <laughs> so they, they come in. They know how to, you know, uh, avoid detection. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, you know, so the powerhouse conferences, you know, the big five, uh, they look like they're only going to play conference games if it even gets to that, you yeah, know? Yeah, Another Another thing thrown around, spring football. That, in my opinion, Jerry, that cannot happen. I cannot see that happening. When you have kids going to the NFL or kids coming back and you're playing into June and then you got to start up again in September. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be funny. Like the Ivy leagues, like that's, isn't that finals time too? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm totally not being funny here. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, the, yeah, the listen, Ivy league suggesting spring ball and you, you don't know how many of those kids are going to the NFL. Um, and I, I don't know. I imagine a final at an Ivy league is a little, little harder. I, I don't know. I have no idea how it works. The bottom line is this, Jerry. Yeah. It's a total and complete mess. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, from it's going to be from training camp on. Um, yeah. This state where we live, mm. uh, the Giants and Jets, of course, uh, the governor here said you have to quarantine anybody mm. coming from outside. Well, or like fourteen or fifteen different states from outside New Jersey, and he said you got to quarantine yourself coming in. Yeah. Now he he went on. The governor Phil Murphy went on this morning and said. Um, you know, well, for the NFL teams, we're not going to let them do that. Yeah, there's going to be, a, he said, a carve-out so, for it. Right. So, I mean, but what happens if, you know, what happens if a guy all of a sudden gets off a plane and he's not feeling good, he tests positive. Right. And this isn't a disease where, you know, you, you 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 get it and then two minutes later you start showing symptoms. You might show symptoms three days later. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, so it's, it's just such a mess. There's so much unanswered. Uh, the NFL... Players Association and the owners, you know, they're going back and forth about opt-outs. You know, I'm sure there, there might be some guys, Jerry, say, I'm not playing. They're doing an NBA, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, Buster Posey became the first one in baseball saying no, right? Right, right. There's a few guys in baseball not doing it. Uh, David yeah. Price, the old Red Sox, world champion Red Sox, 2018, Jerry. You don't you know. like him, though, Chris, do um, you? 
Well, I like him when he won the World Series. <laughs> no, but you easy. complained about him so much. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like when you said, of... you know, the great Kareem Martin. <laughs> Come on, he was great. Come on, stop. So, uh, anyway, you know, you know, he's, he's opted out, right? He's not yeah. playing, health reasons. So, it's just, Jerry, it's just a total mess. Um, and I tell you what, my man. Yeah. You hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know what, well, don't, we'll, we'll, we'll push it back to the spring. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. We have no idea what the spring is going to look like, right? Right, right, right. Well, you know, people think there's going to be a vaccine and everybody's going to be great and don't worry about it. You don't know that. Yeah, I know. So at what point, you know, is it like, oh, okay, well, we're going to have to, you know, start treating this like the flu or, yeah. or we're not sports again <laughs> that, that's yeah. the thing dude like it's some and I, I don't want to talk you know you, we don't want to get we don't want to seem like we're coming down on one side of this or the other but at some point a decision is going to be made do we just live with this or we wait for a vaccine because otherwise you're just you're, you're towing the line between two of them the the two sides and you know what do you do right uh, I just the way it's all working now is just so all over the place man yeah i mean just for example jerry they, they talk about maybe college football getting pushed back to the spring well wait a minute yeah Wait a minute! You don't know what the spring is going to look like, right? Right, right. right. Uh, like, like people automatically thinking that, oh well, we'll have a vaccine and we don't have to worry about the COVID in the spring. What? Yeah. You, you might never see a vaccine. You don't know that. Yeah, yeah. And so and, and, and a- then we were on last night talking about like all the different flu vaccines. They change it. It changes every year, right? Like the success yeah. rate of the flu vaccine. I'm not saying one way or the other, anybody, but I am saying if you get the flu vaccine you still have a, a good chance. You still have a very good chance of getting the flu. That's my point. So there's going to be right. mutations. I, like, I don't want to get into the science of this. People yeah, are going to get into the science, but it, it is related to the sports world. Right, right exactly. That's why we're getting right. into it. Yeah, you know? right. So that's what it's all about. So, yeah, yeah. and the lock, as far as a lock, I mean, you know, supposedly um, we are good for the games. You know, obviously everybody's going to be six to ten feet apart um, for the press box. And you guys are pretty, be, that's going to be interesting because you guys are pretty close to each other, right? Yeah, well, it's going to have to be spaced out more, and, and a lot of people are not going to get credentials. I would imagine it's, they're going to cut down the number of credentials. You do, you know? though, buddy. You get them. Well, uh, you know, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, you know. Um, but you know what it is, Jerry? Like the division games. Yeah. The Eagles, the Cowboys, the Redskins. They, they, they come like like the Cowboys come like thirty people, twenty five people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's going to happen? I'm sure those visiting credentials now are going to be cut down. You know, real funny story on that. Um, when I when I first started doing it, when I first started going to the press box years ago, Ken Palmer, the old editor, told me, all right, man, you got to be professional. You can't wear a giant shirt. And I'm like, OK, OK, you got you can't cheer. You got to be quiet. OK, OK. Well, I go and it's Giants Eagles. Well, two guesses as to as to which teams reporters cheer yeah. and yell and scream. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard and that. I plenty. was like, wait a minute. I texted Ken. I go, hold on. They're first off. They're all wearing like white polos with that stupid eagle head, and they're all cheering. And he's like, oh yeah. Well, they're really unprofessional, so don't worry about that. I'm like, oh, okay, Ken. Thanks, buddy. So anyway, that is true though. I've heard Cowboy and Eagle reporters get uh, into it. the yeah. the Eagles not, were the worst. Yeah, not not like crazy. Just like, oh, all right, you know, yeah, something like, like that. Like you know? Dave Spadaro was like, chill, like yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, what's that? <laughs> So, uh, anyway. but yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be a different, you know, everything's different, Jerry. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just, it's just, it's just so such a black cloud on everything, you know, for training camp coming up the season. If there's even a training camp and if there's even a season, I mean, they have you know? 14 so, days to figure this out, right? Yeah. About, I, you know, give or take. <laughs> I just don't know. You know, when these guys start coming in and getting tested, I guess you're going to see a lot then. You know, like say like there's like eight giants or 10 giants, 12 giants positive. And mm. I don't know. I saw, you know, listen, uh, you know, they're just going to have to stay away for a couple of weeks. You know, a couple of the Yankees were positive and they, they had to stay away for a few weeks. I saw that, you know. Mm. But the question is not so much camp. The question is going to be games. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so it's we, we saw... Really we saw a rule come down that really, I got to say, is really genius. Um, where you can't exchange jerseys after the game, after, you know, scratching, spitting, clawing, grabbing, <laughs> punching, t- <laughs> you whatever other verb you want to use with an right. ING. Right. Uh, but you can't exchange jerseys after the game. You, ever, you care to comment on that one, bud? 
you just can't make this up. <laughs> you cannot make this up. So they're worried about that. But meanwhile, guys are going to be, you know, let's not forget, Jerry, September is going to be 85 degree games. Yeah. So guys will be sweating. Yeah. Like you said, Jerry, scratching, clawing, tackling, hugging, grabbing, everything, right? Yeah. For 60 minutes. Yeah. And then the NFL, I, I know the NFL, suppose the NFL Players Association agree with this, but I guess they better tell their, their, their members because there's so many guys coming out saying, what? What is this? Right? <laughs> it's incredible. I, you know, I, I, of course, you know, of course, the Golden Dome or Golden Tate jumped all over it, being yeah. the intelligent guy he is. Right, right. right. He was like, "What are we talking about here? We're gonna be we're gonna be going at it for sixty minutes, but then we can't we can't swap a jersey." You know. And yeah, I, this it, it, it's funny seeing old players chime in. Like Mark Collins got into a conversation last night with Richard Sherman about it. it it's just it's uh buff, it's I mean, and it's, buffoon of the week would be Roger Goodell. And this isn't a uh, this isn't a subject of whether or not you like players that swap jerseys. We, we, I could care less, to be honest with you, Jerry. Right, right. A lot of old school like, well, you shouldn't be doing that in the first place. You know, you're the enemy. You know, okay, whatever. So, uh, that's not what we're talking about here. We're just right. talking about how the league is coming down with a mandate saying they don't want you hugging after the game, which is, I guess, okay. They don't want you swapping jerseys and all that. But here they are, and it could be an eighty degree day, and everybody's sweating like a farm animal, right? <laughs> Right. And they talk to each other for, for for three hours, but then they tell you, "Well, don't don't swap jerseys." I mean, it just as usual. Yeah. With the powers at bay, right? Yep. They don't make sense. What's all ever? Yeah, and I mean, you and I, we hate the jersey swap at the end of the game. It it, it goes against everything we grew up watching, right? Like, oh, why are you guys? You know, it, it's more. I, I like the more. You know, you shake hands, respectful. That's it. So from a from a fan standpoint, and I don't care about the jersey swap. I don't even like it. But if the reason is because you're afraid of COVID after playing all day, and and like I said, uh, whatever verb you want to use to each other, it's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Like why 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 are you coming down on the on this activity when you've been sweating and bleeding all over each other for three hours? Like, like Richard Sherman said in a tweet last night, Jerry, that right. sums up the NFL in a nutshell. He's right. I hate to say it, but he's <laughs> right in a lot of ways, man. Yeah. He's oh. right in a lot of ways. So I, I just, another one of those baffling type decisions that come out of Park Avenue, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I know the NFL Players Association supposedly agree with that, but like I also just said, they might want to tell their members because there's so many players. Like, what? What is this? Yeah. You know? So it's, whew, I tell you what, Jerry, it's just going to be one interesting season. So I want to go back a little bit to the locker room, not to depress you more, but I, I just, I want to get your, your feel on it, your take really. What will you miss most about it? Like, it's one thing to go to practices. I know you love it, but going to locker rooms at next level, like what will you miss most? Will it, is it the interaction with players or getting them on the side or, or what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Get uh, guys uh, telling me some stuff on the side. Yeah, yep. yeah, no question about it. It's a bummer. You know, uh, listen, I had a, uh, you know, when Wayne Gallman all of a sudden disappeared. <laughs> yeah, right. For the team and wasn't active, and or when he was active, wasn't getting any touches. You know, stuff like that because <clears throat> we had a long conversation, me and Wayne, yeah, about what he felt was going on and right felt was going on and just stuff like that, Jerry. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think of like, the first person I thought it was like Sterling Shepard. Like you joke with him a lot, right? Like you talk to him. It seems like he's I, one of the guys. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not attributing him to anything that was said last year. But I know from what you tell me that he's a. You and him have a kind of a cool relationship. He's a good dude, and you joke around with him a lot. You joke around with about you know kicking the coverage with his wife and all that. Um, and it just that's the first thing I thought of. Like ah, he's not going to hang out with, with yeah. Sterling anymore. Well, you know, just yeah. Listen, there's, there's so many. Fun things, you know, that yeah. you stop bullshit, you stop, you know, throwing yeah. the rap with guys and and all that, and you know, and just, just, I guess, Joe, just building up that trust, you know, um, learning different things. Hey, listen, you know, this, you, you know, you're talking about guys, Jerry, from all different parts of the country. Yeah, you know, you talk about guys, different charities they run. Yeah, right. You talk about inner city kids. You're talking about guys grew up in the suburbs. Right. You know what I mean? It's all different, dude. Yep. I mean, I could go off of one lock where a guy grew up in a farmland, 
like Nick Gates, basically, whatever. You go in Vegas, whatever, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think like a Red Ellison. He was like a suburb guy, you know. Yeah. And then I move over to Lockers, and I'm talking Eli Penny. We're talking about Ice Cube. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm right. not being funny. I'm just telling you. Like no, that's is, cool. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you know that things like that is like, and then you go over, and then you're talking to Michael Thomas, yeah. or you when he used to be on the obviously last year, yeah. and Michael Thomas is going into about this and that, and he's such an intelligent dude, you know. Yeah. And then me and Michael Thomas be on the side, we're talking about the the, the contract that's coming up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then you go over a few more, and, and you're talking to uh, you know. An X Man, you know, yeah. And he's telling me, and he's telling me, uh, you know, about a swim movie he needs to develop more. Oh, he has to work on this technique and that technique, just stuff like that, Jerry. You know, yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be absent this year, dude. And and for everybody, you know, for, uh, for me and everybody else that's there every day, you know, me and like ten other guys that are there every day, eight other guys and all that, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, it's gonna suck. Yeah. It's gonna be very, very different, you know. Um, just you know, and I, and I know so many people. You know, uh, Jerry, that follow us and listen to the podcast, they enjoy shit like that. I know. Listen, if I wasn't doing it, Jerry, yeah. and I'm listening to Jerry Foley and some other guy, you know, doing a podcast and he's in stuff, I'd be like, wow, this is good shit. I, I, I really right. enjoy it, right? Yep. Yep. You want to learn about your team, right? You want to learn about the players, right? Yeah. So that's what's going to suck, dude. Yeah, um, it is what it is. It's the the state of everything right now, but... um. No, it's it's cool that you you know you still go to practice and I'm I'm trying to trying to put a positive spin on this. You still get to go to practice and I, and how's it work with with outside? You get to you get to be part of the the media outside and I don't know if you you talk to coaches outside or I don't I, I don't Jerry I, they really don't know how to do it. It's okay. gonna be most it's gonna be mostly all Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And certain and there's a once in a while. Yeah. From what I understand, now this could change, Jerry. Yep. You know. And the Giants are such. I'm not saying this because we cover the Giants, all right? Because I've heard nightmare stories about the Jets, mm-hmm. public public, uh, uh, public relations. No, J- J- Jason Leach yeah. says that they don't they don't give you breakfast. Right. I mean, uh, well, Jason gets very upset at stuff like that. <laughs> well, it's the first thing he said to me because you know Giants give you breakfast and lunch. Jets just just give you lunch. Right. Or and they I, even practices. I don't know if they give you lunch anyway. Sorry. No, no, no. But the thing is, Jerry, is that. <laughs> I mean, the Giants give you so much access to the players, yeah. you know. So I don't know exactly what's going. It's going to be obviously it's going to be mostly Zoom. Yeah. Uh, but there's going to be some occasions where a coach will be outside, you right. know, right. and everybody's going to have to be spaced out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, post game now mm-hmm. that's going to be different. Yeah. Right. I mean, post game uh, presses we're all in a room, and it's it's not a big room, you know. Right. Uh, so that's going to be different. I'm sure that's just going to be a Zoom now, you know. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, as uh, obviously Jerry, as we move along, I'll know more. Yeah, that's what they're telling us right now. So, well, you, you play it by ear and make the best of it and see what happens. And God willing, yeah. if there is a season, um, you know, you'll uh, you'll be doing your best to to get us something, right? To yeah, you know, go whether it's yep. a Zoom meeting or a practice, and you'll tell us like about. It. Uh, Look, like I, said, like I said last night on Twitter, like I put, like I tweeted last night. Yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll put out there as much as I could. It's not going to be like last year. Yeah, you know. Right. But training camp will be. I mean, yeah, we'll, right, you know, right. And that's I'll, I'll your, 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 tweet, your tweets at practice are awesome, dude. So, well, thank you, man. I'll, I'll be at a lot of the practices. You know, basically spelling out what's going on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the season, like when we kick off, like when training camp breaks. Yeah. And then we kick into season mode. Yeah. That's going to be the big difference. Yeah. Right. All right, everybody, you are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bisignano and Jerry Foley. We are available on a number of platforms, including Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, and a ton of other platforms as well. Um, you put out a tweet. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And uh, Evan Roberts, if you're listening, yeah, your team's a public relation disaster. They're not very good to the media. Okay, sorry. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> oh, his Mets are about to be bought, right? Yeah, Evan's very happy about that. Looks like <laughs> I think every Mets in. fan is. Evan is praying every night that Cohen buys that team. <laughs> yeah, no more. Uh, what is it, uh, J Rod? I don't think they're they're out of it now, right? Uh, well, nobody's out of it yet, but it just looks like. Let's put it this way, Jerry: if yeah. Cohen's back in, nobody's going to outbid him. So okay. All right. So a couple days ago, you put out. A, actually, it was yesterday. 
Uh, every day runs into the next one, buddy. Uh, yesterday he put out a tweet. He said, key second-year players whose elevation is key to an improved 2020 season. Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, Julian Love. Mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence, the X-Man, and asterisk DeAndre Baker, pending court in NFL discipline results. X-Man, we got called out for it, and it's rightfully so. I forget who did. We were talking about the pass rush. I think it's my fault. I I blame myself for this. I never bring up the X-Man, and I'm very excited about him. But for some reason, when we bring up pass rushing, I talk about the possibility of Golden coming back, Lorenzo Carter stepping up his game, Kyler Fackrell. The X Man, he's still with us. I, I, I don't, well, I'm, I don't know why I do that every well, single time. Nah, well, Jerry, the last time we talked about, it, I don't know why somebody jumped in that, but the question was the starting eleven. Yeah, but I think when we went through it, I don't think I mentioned X Man. So I well, think... you decided to spread it out to eighteen, nineteen guys. I remember <laughs> the starting eleven. Right. And then I think then you forgot about the X Man. Yeah, you did. Right. <laughs> but right. it wasn't. You know, we were basically talking about the starting eleven, which I feel. It would be a little mental Carter and Golden if he's back. Right. Which it looks like he'll be back, right? That's not, and, that, listen, and that's a good thing, yeah. Well, Jerry, but listen, I mean, the X-Man, I expect big things out of him. Right. And would he would he be starting on the outside start, uh, against the Steelers? Yeah. Very yeah, right. good chance of that, man. Yeah. Very good chance. And then Golden rotates in. You know what right. I mean? Right. So I'm not going to discount that yet either. But uh, X-Man is a key. I, look, four and a half sacks. <clears throat> Kid was raw, Jerry, raw. And he admitted Right. I mean, it to me numerous times. He was raw, you know. Um, another year, different coaching, um, different technique, learning, you know, studying film even more. Totally realizing that every guy he goes against every Sunday is very good in this league. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so um, he's a kid. Uh, he comes in, rolls in a seven, eight sack season. Boom. How much better would the defense going to be, Jerry? Yeah, it reminds me of like O.C. Yuminura with the the raw ability. Yuminura from Troy State. I mean, Yuminura was a second-round pick and more well-known than – I didn't know him at the time. But, you know, among the draft analysts, more well-known than O'Shane Zimenez was. Uh, I heard Yuminura's name at least mentioned back in – what was it? The 2004 draft. He was drafted in the second round with uh, William Joseph in the first. Um but it reminds me of that, like maybe hopefully making that jump where you're relying more on technique than you are your natural ability. Because when you come in, it's these rookies, it's go get the quarterback and use the ability that you have to get there, learn the technique later. Uh, there's only a couple guys that didn't really need that. It was Lawrence Taylor was one of them. But Human Yor <laughs> is the guy that, that I think of when I think of Zimmon as making the jump from year one to year two, God willing. Yeah, Ozzy's a good guy. Listen, Strahan was raw too, man. Yeah, that's a good point. He took a while too, by the way. People forget Strahan how long was he took. A, Yep, he was raw too when he first started up. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah that's a good. I want to go jump that real quick. He he was drafted ninety three. I would say it wasn't until like ninety six, ninety seven. I mean, year four and five, where he really got to the guy that we came to know. Like he was he was okay for a while, but then it, it's a good point, man. He he did take a while. Yeah, yeah. Listen, most you know, there's very few Reggie Whites coming in and just start dominating. You know what I mean? Right. So, but the point you're making is is a very good point about you know, a second year for X Man. Now he's developing this and that and all that. And uh, here's a kid, man. You know, you kind of shoot you, four and a half last year. You kind of hope he gets up to seven or eight this year, right? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna get more snaps. You know, uh, the kid is a you know a lot of a, a lot of talent there, bud. Yeah. A lot of talent there. You know. Um. Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Right? Real yeah. solid rookie season, man. Yeah. One of, one of the better run stoppers, right? Yeah. He might have been number one for rookies for P, uh, via, uh, as per PFF. Yeah. Uh, he was up there league-wide, too. Yep. You know? Uh, so here's a kid. How about this kid? If he steps up, dominates, gets some pressure in our pocket, gets a few sacks, right? Daniel Jones, we all know about. We all expect him to take a big step forward. Jerry, listen, I, I, our paper's coming out. In a couple weeks, yeah, and I, I'm not going to get into the article, but I did write something about wide receivers, right? Okay, mm-hmm. are we deep enough? And that's going to be a major concern here. Yeah, and I'll, I, I'm not going to get into it too much because I wrote the article, Jerry. You know, people, I'm not going to get into what the hell everything I said, so so people skip over the damn article, right? So, <laughs> right, exactly. But I am going to quickly. This is called a teaser, folks. <laughs> I am going to quickly get into how important Darius Slayton is going to be, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. He's got to, I, I mean, he's got to come in as, I mean, he's not one, he's one A, 
on this team now with Golden Tate. I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to take anything away from the Golden Domer. Oh, Shep. But, and, and Shep, right. I, I, it's he almost, man, it's, he's almost like my Shane Zimmon is when I talk about positions. Cause Shepard is, is a, a slot guy. Slayton really could be that number one on the outside for us. Jerry, he has all the tools to be. Okay. Yeah. He had an excellent rookie season. What, eight touchdowns? Yeah. Right? 40 something catches the whole deal. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, look, here's the difference is that when the Giants played the Steelers, yeah. the first game of the year, Mike Tomlin, Keith Butler, they're going to be like, okay, well, we're going to have to stop the Slayton kid. Right. Okay, Shep is a threat, no doubt. Um, Tate's a slot threat. Uh, I, Slate, uh, Tate's a slot guy. Shep's a, you know, he's basically a slot guy who moves in and out. We know right. that. Right. But a lot of times, you know, Darius Slayton's going to be on that. He's going to be on that X. Yep. And he's a kid that could get over the top a little bit. So that, what I'm saying is that not getting too much into it is that, guess what, Jerry? A lot of times he's going to have a safety rolling over his way. Yeah. Yeah, and if, so if you and if you're if you're a defense, that's the guy you would worry about the most right now at this point. Right. So now he has to make his adjustments. Right. Right. Him and Jones have to make their adjustments. Yeah. Right. Yep. They're gonna have to make hot reads, sight adjustments, everything. So the point quickly, because I'm not gonna get into it too much because I wrote about it, <laughs> is that he has to elevate his game because if he takes a step back. And this first season was like an abbreviation, Jerry. And yeah. you know, he and, you know, and he's not that effective in year two because of what they're doing to him defensively and all that nonsense, right? Right. Um, it's gonna really affect Jones. Yeah. Because he's gonna rely on Slade. Those two guys connected, dude. Yeah, they Man, did. And, and and it's it's um, you know, when you get a rookie quarterback, sometimes they connect with a certain guy that you didn't see coming. And I didn't see Slayton coming because Everything I heard about him, well, first he started off with the, with the hamstring injury right off the bat in training camp. And then he was not a good kick returner, right? We remember, like, he was not, he was terrible at kick returning. And you're like, uh, not sure about Slayton. All of a sudden, he gets in preseason games as a receiver. His hands were a lot better than we thought or that were advertised. And, or he worked on it to get better. So they built a chemistry early on that we should be excited about uh, definitely in year two. And you know, the thing I noticed about him was, like I said, hands much better than I was anticipating. Right. Um, and if you remember, Jerry, last year in the training camp, as it, as the training camp moved on, you remember you remember me texting you and tweeting, yeah. keep an eye on this Slayton kid. Yeah, you did. Keep an yep. eye on this Slayton kid, remember? Yep, yep. Uh, so I think we have something here, but we'll see. Yeah. So he has to, uh, you know, he has to take that next step in year two. Very important. Very important. Now, another kid. Uh, Julian Love. Yeah, I was going to say, Chris, I'm really, I'm really high on him. I don't know if you're <laughs> as high on him as I am, but. <laughs> Where does he play? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so does he compete against the kid, X-Man 2, I'll quote, call him, Xavier McKinney, right? No, yeah. I think I think the kid from Alabama is going to be playing from day one. Yeah. Does, does Julian Love go to the slot? Does he go, does he challenge DeAndre Baker? Yes. On the yes. Out? This is your guy. This is your upset special, right? Yep, yep. Your camp upset special. Special, which is, you should have upset specials, man. Right. Right. Yep. So love, you. This is your main one. You think love's gonna, you know, take out DeAndre? He's gonna be on the outside. So one, one way or the other, whether it be because of discipline, whatever, or beating him out, I do. Right. Okay. So they're gonna look at him on the outside in the slot. They're gonna move him at safety. They're gonna move this kid all over the place. So yeah, he was a pretty good. Safety last year for them. Don't forget, yeah. this kid played corner in Notre Dame. He was not a safety. Right. Okay? Right. Played well over there. Ha had a few missed tackles, but overall, what played really well. Chris, All when right? he came in during the season, he seemed ready. I don't, know, I don't know what you heard, but I think you were told he wasn't ready yet. He seemed ready to me when he started playing. Well, Dave Gettleman kind of told us that one day, and I really wanted to grab Dave, Dave Gettleman in the hallway right by the cafeteria one day. I go, Dave, what the F are you talking about? I really did. I was furious. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then I, I talked to some other Giants, uh, ex very close to the organization, and they reiterated that to me, saying, Chris, I have no effing idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I think he had an interception his first game, by the way. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, in all fairness, even I could have had that pick. But anyway, yeah. no, but he's around the ball. I get what you're saying, Jerry. Right? Yeah. As usual. No Made a play. 
Medical. You love. This is what I saw at South Penn. Okay. Right. Needless to say, when the kid got in there, he played well. Okay, so we're looking for him in year two. He's going to move around, Jerry. He's going to compete here, there. He'll be on the field, dude. Yep. Right? He's going to be on the field. Yeah. So uh, there's another kid, second year. Who else did I say, Jerry? I'm drawing yeah, a blank. And, and the last one was DeAndre Baker. Oh, all right. Well, uh, okay. So if DeAndre's cleared criminally, if the NFL, I don't know what they're going to do, but let's just say DeAndre's playing. Mm-hmm. Right? I think. Honestly, I've talked about this before in previous podcasts. I think you're going to see a totally different DeAndre Baker as far as dedication goes. I yeah, really right. do. Hope you're right. Hope you're right. Let's get the legal stuff. Let's see what goes on. Uh, so, you know, his the guy he was charged with, Quentin Dunbar from the Seahawks, the old Redskin. Yeah. Um, he now hired another lawyer because you know there's you know they thought witnesses are going to recant and they thought everything was going to be done by now. And guess what? He hired another lawyer because this thing is still going on. Somebody, Not a good I, somebody I know said this was going to go on for a while. Yeah, I did. All right. All right. Right. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't say it was going to go on for a while. I just no, said. No, I'm saying you were right. The lawyer should shut up. Right. And stop saying that it's going to go. It's going to be over in 10 minutes. Got beat up over Twitter for that, though. I'm just pointing it out. Well, some people, some. Some people did. And uh, I guess they're not going to tweet me now and say, oh, you know, Chris, uh, you're right. You know, because that's today's society, right? Sure. Let's shoot our mouth off, which is fine, Jerry. But then when you're proven dead wrong and you're made to be a jackass, God forbid you say, hey, you know what, dude, you're right. Right. Right? Yes. That doesn't happen in today's society. We see that every day, right? Right, right. So, um, DeAndre... You know, let's just say he plays. Obviously, a big year for him, Jerry. Um, he's a number one pick. Um, he has to elevate his game. Or guess what? I don't think Joe Judge is going to play around and say, well, he was a number one pick, so he's going to stay out there. No. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Joe Judge is going to care about draft or anything. No. He wouldn't even say Daniel Jones' name until, like, what, a month ago? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, my God. He doesn't that was care. Did I mention anybody else? Or that? I forget. I'm sorry. No, that was that, it. That was that it. Was, okay, yeah. so, yeah. Obviously, there's some other guys, but... Those are the guys that felt if they really elevate their games, they you know that will help vastly improve this team in 2020. You know the sad thing about Baker was he started to look really good. I I thought he yeah. he came into his own against the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Now the Eagles receiving core was disgusting at that point of the season, terrible. Disgusting, right? <laughs> yeah, that, no, they always do. It doesn't matter. They can they could wear they could wear any color uniform. They'll murder us. Uh, but he looked like the player that we thought we were getting that night, and I'm like, wow. He, this kid looks really good. I'm glad it's starting to come together. And then, uh, you know, the offseason happened. So I would love to see, you know, I'd love to see him starting. I just, I have a feeling it's going to be Julian Love. I, I don't know why. Um, I think, I'll, I think it's going to be, like. we got to get this kid on the field. We're going to, he's a starter. I, that's just my belief. Jerry, just to get on to one last topic before we go to the questions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting around. The other day, like I do, because I'm a total, complete buffoon. I'm thinking about different things. Right. And you know what, Jerry? popped in my head. What's that? <laughs> Crowd noise. Mm. What do you mean, Chris? Um, I tell you what. Who has the advantage now if these games are played with no fans or, like, 10,000 fans? Yeah. The offense, right? Yeah. Visiting offenses now don't have to worry about full starts. No, right? No, Checkoffs at the checkoffs at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So visiting teams, Jerry. Yeah. Now, are basically on the they're on the even uh, playing field with the with the home squads now, right, Jerry? Right. There's right. some stadiums you enter yeah. in this league: New Orleans, Kansas City. Uh, I'm sure there's, you know I, I can't think of a few more that you know Seattle. That yeah. teams they they can't even hear themselves think at the line of scrimmage. Right. And now. The Giants go into Seattle this season, right? Yep. Now they go into Seattle, and guess what? They don't have to worry about the 12th man anymore. So I'm saying to myself, wow, what an advantage now visiting offenses have going into stadiums this year. They don't have to worry about that anymore, man. Yeah, and even the intimidation part of it, um, I'll just say at a place like Philly, if there's 10,000, you know— animals in the stands instead of 70,000, it's going to make a difference, right? It's just not the same. 
Um, I can't imagine 10,000 at MetLife. That would sound like a morgue. I mean, MetLife isn't that, isn't that loud now anyway. <laughs> I'm thinking 10,000 to 14,000. It's like, wow, is anybody here tonight? Um, but yeah, but why, Jerry, I, I, I think it does why? make a difference. Yeah. In all fairness to Jerry. Yeah. Guys got to give him something to cheer about. Too, That's man. true. Very good. And they, yeah. haven't, they haven't done that in a while, but Yeah, good point. Yeah. I, and Big Blue VCR plays that old clips of Giant Stadium, and it's just so loud. Yeah, oh, forget about that. Yeah. Yep. But um, 2011, Jerry. Yeah. Was pretty loud, I have to admit. Yeah, right? yeah the Atlanta the Falcon, game. Yeah. The Falcon game was pretty loud. Yeah. Got to give him something to cheer about. Um, so hopefully Judge does down the road. But, Jerry, your point, well taken. There's no intimidation anymore, dude, right? No, there's not. And like you said, okay, some stadiums, the 10,000, 15,000, they'll be a little louder than other stadiums, but it's not going to be a factor, dude. No way. Right, now we'll see if Seattle actually pumps noise in. <laughs> right? I don't know what they're going to do as far as that goes, but yeah. I don't know if that's going to be allowed. I, I doubt it, but you know, who yeah. knows? You know? Yeah. All right, everybody, you are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris Bizignano, available on a host of platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and a number of other platforms as well. All right, so I sent this late. Uh, I was slacking off. I sent it around noon, and we still got like 60 questions, dude. It's unbelievable. People are dialed in. People want football. They want some type of distraction. They want sports. So thank you to everyone who is asking questions, guys, because otherwise we would not, not have this segment right now. So thank you all. Uh, we'll start off with um, Joey Z at Molten Center 81. I know offensive linemen aren't the flashiest of positions, but if you could interview only one former offensive lineman in Giants history, who would it be and why? One former offensive lineman? Yeah. Jerry? Yeah. Oh, um, wow. I don't know. You go first, dude. You're better at this than me. Well, uh, it's between two guys. I would, okay. I would, I mean, Rosie Brown would be one because he's an all time great. Um, I would just like to know who would, in the 60s and 50s, who was the toughest players to go up against and what was the league like back then. And, um, but the other one, I, you know, I, I love Sean O'Hara. I, I, yeah. Jersey boy. Um, I loved some of his quotes after the Super Bowl. He, he, he yeah. talked about David Tyree and he's like, but, uh, you know, that's what you do when you're from New Jersey. You make plays. I just, I love his attitude. So da- Sean O'Hara well, is someone we could probably get actually on our podcast. He'd be the guy. Speaking of Sean O'Hara, um, yeah. I'm going to get into another piece I wrote for the paper coming up oh, nice. about the 80, 2008 Giants. And I think you're going to like some of Sean O'Hara's quotes in that one. Right. Yeah. That's in what that I mean. article. Yeah. In yeah. that column. So yeah. <laughs> he's a feisty guy. And Sean, Sean's a real good dude. I met him. You know, a lot at the stadium and around the building. And he's that's the way he is in person, Jerry. He's a fiery yeah. guy. You can see it in his eyes. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Sean O'Hara myself because he would be quite the interview, you know? It was funny. It was uh, right before the 2011 season, I think it was. He was still on the Giants, but he was, was going to get cut. But they were having the um, the labor issues. And I'm at Newark train station. And I turn to my left and Sean O'Hara standing there. This is before I had anything to do with the insider. And I walk over to him. I said, Sean O'Hara. He goes, yeah. And I think he was the Giants player rep or something. And I go, get it done. And he looked at me like, who the hell are you? And I was like, get it done, Sean. We won football, buddy. See you later, man. And then I jumped on my train and left. He was probably like, who's this ass? So. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I tell you, one other guy, Jerry, I would probably – actually, we could probably do it too because he comes up with some great parcel stories. Yeah. Uh, is Jumbo Elliott. Yeah, right. He'd be a good one too. Jumbo is the type of guy – that he, you know, he he goes back and forth with us on Twitter a lot, and he likes going with other guys on Twitter, and he gives Parcel, he always tells Parcel stories, and he would be probably a pretty funny interview, just telling some old stories. Well, know? him and Banks have that Michigan Michigan State thing going too. Yeah, so, they always go at which it, which is yeah. funny yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good stuff, good question, Joey. Uh, Oscar Nieves. <laughs> well, we answered this, but I want to I want to read the question because it's funny. Why is the NFL so stupid? No jersey swaps, really? That's going to limit the spread of the virus. So sorry, I know, Oscar. We hear you, buddy. Yep. Um, uh, the Mecca of NYG, uh, buddy. We we've answered this one before. I love you, but we've answered this one. If you could take one player in their prime from each of the Super Bowl winning seasons, who would it be? I mean, it'd be like LT, and um, I don't know. I think we've answered that before, haven't we, Chris? Yeah. All right. I know you wouldn't uh, say Eli because you don't like him. <laughs> no, I keep Daniel Jones, man. Let's do this. Let's roll with Daniel. <laughs> Speaking of that, Lisa <laughs> at SoBit6. Good segue, Chris. Hey, guys, if God forbid we cannot start the season in September, 
starting in January, let's say, how would you think that would affect the league and players in the draft? So kind of to your point before, if we didn't start in September and start in January, you know, how messy is that? Do you see a 16-game season even? I, I think it would be a 12-game season, Lisa. Yeah. They'll probably eliminate the out of, you know, the out of conference games and, and, and just push the draft back, you know, uh, to whatever, you know. But, you know, you, it's, I don't see that happening. I really don't. But I would just say 12 games, Lisa, and everything's yeah. going to have to be pushed back, you know. Yeah. So. King of Mount Oblivious, who's a very nice guy to us. Hey, fellas, will Leonard Williams sign a contract or play under the tag? And do you think Marcus Golden stays free agent long enough to remain a giant under that weird tag? I'll shut up and listen. Well, we think Golden's going to be back um, and be a giant this year. Yeah. As far as Leonard Williams, Chris, what do you think? July, was it July 15th, right? <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. He has to work on a long-term deal, right? Yeah. Otherwise, oh, yeah. no, I'm sorry. July 15th, oh, that's the last day he already yeah, signed last day. it. Yeah. He already oh. signed it. So I don't know. I don't know. You know what? King of Mount um, <laughs> Gettleman, you know, gave the impression that, oh, we're going to work this out. Don't worry about it, right? Guess yeah. what? Here he is. He's going to play. Looks like he's going to play on a tag. Unless yeah. something gets done soon. I haven't heard anything. You yeah. know, I'm not around the building, man. You don't hear much. That sucks. You know? Like, no one's, you're not, they're not calling you, right? <laughs> like, hey, Chris, what's up? Got some news for you. <laughs> this is Dave <laughs> Gettleman. Uh, well, you still talk to people, though. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, just that uh, it's just stuff like this. It's you know, yeah. it's tougher to get now. But yeah. uh Buffoon Blue, could you invite my all time favorite giant Gator Boy, which is Brandon Jacobs, to the pod soon? Yes, we can try it. He also asked seven other questions, one of which is when we start doing two pods a week, if there's training camp and Chris has enough material to talk about, then we would do, you know, two a week. We'd start probably well, or at least August sometime before the season started. So we just have to have more stuff to talk about. Although I can't believe we still talk once a week about this stuff. It's amazing. The the the, the NFL is nice enough to give us news like no jersey exchanges, which we can talk about for about twenty minutes. <laughs> um, let's see. Sound New York. What will it What will it take get more get Will it take more getting used to having a head coach that doesn't have his head buried in a play card or Jason Garrett? In Giants gear on the sideline. Oh, good question. Hashtag buffoon crew. So which one are you going to get used to first? Jason Garrett wearing Giants gear or Joe Judge not looking face down into a, uh, you know, Denny's menu like McAdoo and Shermer did? Yeah. I, I would say Garrett. Yeah, Garrett's going to be a little bit tough getting used to it first. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and when he starts clapping off the field, it's going to be like, all right, move the camera, please. I don't want to see the clapping. I know, you know, because we just... We used well, to what, so what if they go on an 80-yard 80, 80 7-play drive? Fine, that's fine. You have to, the clapping has to happen with scores. It can't just be for, hey, good effort. <laughs> good effort, guys. Way to go. Uh, I think the slapping the guys and the, all that other crap it didn't Dallas. Hopefully that's out now because he's a coordinator. We'll see. Uh, all, uh, will, uh, Andrew Stillifson. Will all three of our 2020 offensive line picks start the season, assuming there is a season, thanks and love the pod? Will all three start? No. But go ahead, no. Chris. No, just right. Andrew Thomas. Yeah. The only way the other guys start is if there's injuries. Um, I do think Pert and uh, Lemieux start next year, though. I think this was uh, – they're definitely about a – probably a year away, if not two. Um, here you go. Viking in blue. Kind of a good question. Hey, guys, do you think less or no fans will make it harder for guys to play through injury? Maybe they will have less adrenaline because of that fact. What do you think about it? I don't think it's a bad question. I think, I think injuries that I, I've always thought this and, and stay with me, Chris, cause you're going to call me a buffoon. But if you run <laughs> 80 yards and you sprain your ankle, your reaction after that is different than a four yard loss and you sprain your ankle. Right. I, I don't care what anybody says. If you, Drive to the hoop and you score and you get fouled and you get hurt. It doesn't hurt as much as when you miss the shot. So that's why I think it's a good question. I do think there is an adrenaline factor involved, but I think these guys are professionals and I think they'll, I I don't know how much it would affect them. I don't know. Yeah. I I agree with you, Jerry. Yeah. Here we go. Chris at 56 G men. 64 been watching old 80s giant games which sparked this question best offensive line in super bowl years the 86 
the 90, the 07, or the 11. And in the 11, you just sub Boss at center for O'Hara. So out of those four, Chris, which one do you think was the best line? And I'll tell you if I agree. 07. I agree. Yes. Smart. You're smart. Well, I don't know about that, but I Oh, no, you're right, seven. though. And I, I love I, the 86, Benson Ardo, it's Godfrey Nelson. Yep. But 07, you could have given the MVP of the season to that team, to that line. I'm mm-hmm. saying they carried them. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Mike Holdner, you guys continue to impress. Thanks for the great content. Would you guys ever consider a Giants Insider golf tournament? Hashtag buffoon crew. Uh, I think Chris would. Oh, I would do that in a second. I'm out there every damn day. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. You know what? I tell you what, Mike. Um, yes, yeah, something me and Jerry would consider. I mean, that would be. A, I could actually do that at the golf course where I play, but I don't know. It would be tough for a lot of people, but. That's something we would consider, Jerry. Yes. A scramble. In the spring, Jerry. Next spring. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know. No vaccine, no nothing. <laughs> I don't know for a lot. No. Um, next spring. You know what, folks? You know what, Mike? Um, me and Jerry, we'll talk about that on the side. Yeah. We'll see how over the winter, we'll start seeing about how many people live somewhat a reasonable drive and how many people would consider doing that. How's that, Jerry? Does that sound? Yes. And I could I could actually hook it up with the golf course that I'm at every day because they think I'm stalking them. I'm there so much. Are you a member? Yeah, I am a frequent nice. member. Uh, uh, you know, I'm there like seven o'clock at night just to play nine holes. They look at me like I'm totally, completely buffoonish. At, you know? at what point do you say, guys, I'll just be the groundskeeper. I'm great here. Let, let me just. Well, let, let me tell you something. I, I became friends with one of the guys and, you know, they play for nothing. So trust me, I'll consider it. No. <laughs> I, I think it's a smart move for someone who goes at the that, golf course as saying, much as you. Dude. Yeah. 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 Um, or one of those guys that, you know, I forget what they call them. They drive around and make sure you, you know, you're playing, you're moving up, you're not, not taking your time. I forget what the hell they call those guys. Anyway. I can see you doing that. Hey, move. Yeah. Let's go. So what they do is I became friends with one of those guys. So what they do is they got their golf clubs on the back of their cart. And yeah. if they see you, like a guy, my friend Jimmy does, he goes, hey, Chris, uh, who are you playing with? Oh, I'm playing by myself. You mind if I jump in with you? Okay. So. That's not a bad career choice, too, for me. But anyway, Mike, me and Jerry will talk about that over the winter. Right, Jerry? You want to talk yes. about this a little bit? Yes, I would love to. Um, and we'll we'll start throwing some stuff out over the winter, Mike, about you know where people live and how many people would be interested. Mm. And I, I could book it somewhere. In, or, or we just go to some other place that's closer and we'll discuss it. All right, Jerry? Yes. That'd be awesome. Good stuff. Um... AE3 at Ali Esposito XO. Do you agree that Nate Solder, signing Nate Solder is the Giants' biggest mistake of the past decade? Uh, no. I think the biggest mistake the Giants made, and this will come as a surprise to Chris, Lisa, and Ben, was putting in Geno Smith for one game. That was the, of all the mistakes that they've made over the last decade, and there have been a ton, I think from a reputation standpoint and from a, just a stupidity standpoint, Allowing that buffoon with the slick back hair to do that. That's what I think. Um, I'm just curious, Jerry. I, I don't know if this woman means it signing, free agent signing, but I don't oh, know. She might. She might. I, she I'm just said quite... biggest mistake. Yeah, no, I know. I have a feeling. I could be wrong. That she might mean free agent signing because she mentioned Nate Solder. But uh, anyway. Th- then Jeff Schwartz. Yeah, there's been other ones. There's been other ones way worse than Nate <laughs> Jeff, Solder. Jeff Schwartz. It, I had oh. such high hopes. Yeah. There's been other ones worse than sold, sold over. Uh, and if if you're not talking free agency, as far as mistake, oh, my God, way more than sold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, can't cover Brown. C.C. Brown. Yeah. That was one. Uh, let's see. Can we get a buffoon crew rolling on who we were calling X-Man this year, McKinney or Ziminez. We can't have two. It's total chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these questions I just want to read, even though I'm James, not going to answer them. James, uh, when training camp starts, I'll clarify that. You might see me put X-2. Then yeah. you talk, you know, talk about McKinney. Nice. We'll see. We'll work that out. No, uh, Anthony at NYG. I'm sorry, NYFG56. No question, but loving your podcast here in the UK. 
keeping me up to date with all things Giants. Hashtag UK buffoon crew stay safe. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Um, love when the guys overseas reach out. That still blows yeah. my mind. I mean, wow. my God. Really um, here we go. Scott Hubley at Scott Hubley one. One of the media sites did a story best NFL players by Jersey number. Have you ever done that for the podcast or the insider? No, but I would totally do that in the insider. In fact, Scott, that sounds like sh- a, that sounds like a column for you, Jerry Scott, ask and you shall receive buddy. I'll probably do it this time around. That's a great a column. I mean, I kind of do it with the, with the podcast names. Like I'll name like, as I go through it, like tonight is 59. So it'll be the, I don't know, the Williams cast or the Carter cast. I have to think about who was the best 59 to play for the, wow, Carter, can't be. Um, Michael, Michael Bowley. Michael Bowley, right. Bowley, very good, Chris, nice job. Bowley cast, right? Like I could do that. I'll do that for the Giants. That's a great, that's a great uh, job by you, Scott. That's my, uh, it's gonna be my column. One of the columns on the, uh, when we release the next issue. Good stuff. Um... Uh, you know, I answered this one already, Chris, but I'll let you go from DPGIEG89 at D from Cranford89. Assuming Baker still has his troubles, who starts opposite Bradbury? He thinks Ballantyne. And how much is it a, is a drop, how much of a drop-off would it be? I don't think too much. He struggled in the slot, blah, blah, blah. Better suited outside. Plus, Bradbury would follow the top receiver. Do you agree? So I guess a couple questions for you. This Joe Judge, Patrick Graham defense, do you know, and I don't, is it a Bradbury takes a side or does he, would he follow the best receiver? And then number two, if it's not Baker, Chris, do you think it's Love or Ballantyne? I think it would be Julian Love. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be Love. Um, and Graham mixes it up. He's not, yeah. his defense isn't just, you know, all right, we're going to have Bradbury on the top guy. That's it. For That's rare minutes. anyway, right? Yeah, I mean Belichick will do that with Gilmore sometimes, you know. But yeah, you know, the watching Graham in Miami, you know, wasn't all that, you know. So um, you'll see some of that, some of it you won't. But you're not going to see it for 60 minutes. Um, but you know, Judge does come from a program where they did it up in New England at times with right. Gilmore. Right. Not all the time, but at times they did it with Gilmore. And we'll see, it'll be interesting to see if they do do that with Bradbury. But um. Yeah, I would think it would be love. I, I, if something happened to Baker, I'll go with love for sure. Yeah. Here's a good one. Um, he, he asked another question, and I want to I ask it. I don't usually do two questions, but I want to ask another one because it's a little different from what you named before with the guys that got to step up. Who are your top five players that need to make an impact for us to be in the mix for the playoffs by the end of the year? Now – Obviously, Jones is one. Barkley is what he is. I, I think he, if he stays healthy, he's going to be incredible. So it's almost like I'm not going to include him, right? I need a guy to kind of step up to the next level. It would be a lot of the ones you named, like Jones, Dexter Lawrence, um, Slayton. And then I'd say, like, Lorenzo Carter. I mean, I always mention him. But, mm. like, I just feel like he's some at some point, if the Giants are going to be successful – Lorenzo Carter or Shane Zimenez are going to have to take that next step. Now, it's not fair to Shane Zimenez. He's only been there one year. But I just have a feeling it's Carter's going to have to be a player in order for them to, to take the next step. And then yeah. Yeah, and I'm, take your pick on, along the offensive line, right? Like Solder, Thomas. I mean, there's so many guys that have to perform for them to be in the mix. But I, I would name, like, I guess those five, really. But And on the O-line, out of all of them, I, you know, I would say Solder has to be better than he's been how about Leonard Williams Jerry yeah it's a good one too right how about he how about he him in his fifth year makes an impact right you know you just mentioned something although we all know how he plays right Leonard Williams but you were just and I'm not comparing but you just talk about how Strahan basically took off in his fourth year remember right how about Leonard Williams takes off in his fifth year (laughs) that'd be nice yeah how about he makes how about not am I saying Strahan type numbers no we all know that but I'm talking about how about you know, how about he's playing for that big – how about he makes a huge impact out there? Right. You know? We're talking about a guys who they, who have to make a big impact and make the playoffs. That's the question, right? Right. You're not just, you know, okay, Andrew Thomas has to hold his own. We all know. But, you know, he's a rookie, you know? So, you yeah, Jones, Barkley, Slayton has to make an impact. Yep. Right. Um, I, the Leonard Williams, and like you just said, Jerry, Lorenzo Carter. Yeah. You know, uh, guys like that. You know what? Even a Jabril Peppers, Jerry. Even yeah, right. A Jabril Peppers, right, man. Right, right. 
So there's a bunch of them, man. There's a bunch of them. Um, I, I this is a stupid question, but I got to read it because it's hilarious. Flanderson Cooper, uh, what do you think about the what do you think about if the Giants trade Saquon for a linebacker and then turn right around and sign Jason Giambi? Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's the the Francesa questions. <laughs> Someone responded for what? Everybody asked Francesa. Um, well, oh, that's you know, Giambi. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's hilarious. I know it's so stupid, but I think it's so funny. Um, Christopher Derry, how do you guys feel about the Mahomes contract? He deserves to be paid, no doubt, but how much does this affect future quarterback contracts like Jones? He talks about a dynasty, but not sure this contract is your one. Love you both from Buckinghamshire, UK. That's awesome. I think Mahomes deserves every penny, but mm-hmm. now you get into that. How much does that hamstring your organization? Right. But you had to do it. So mm-hmm. double edged sword, right? Yeah. Hey, deserves every penny. Uh, but you know what? When you got guys that are playing on, you know, um, $40 million contracts, whatever it might be, you better draft well, right? Yeah. Chiefs do. Andy Reid. Uh, you better find some undrafted free agents, right? Because you yeah. can't pay all these guys. Right. The Chiefs do that well, too. Right. <laughs> okay. Right, right. So I tell you what, Jerry, most teams, it ties up the cap and they have a hard time, you know. But I tell you, if there's one team that can stay on top when, when Mahomes is, when it, when it kicks in, when, I don't know what the hell year it is, when he's making 45 or 44, whatever the hell it is, okay? If there's one team that can keep the ball, keep the thing rolling, the train rolling, it's going to be Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I Because he like, finds guys right. to get it, so. Right. Like, I look at Seattle, like, they paid Russell Wilson and they took a hit. But because Russell Wilson's so great, they are in it every year. They're in the playoffs, right? Um I, he's, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks, and I think we've talked about that before. Like, y- you suffer, but you have to pay the guy because they're that good. And, Jerry, they make the playoffs. Right, right. One right. reason, like you just said, Wilson is going to be a Hall of Famer. But, right. two, they also find guys in the middle rounds, undrafted right. free agents, and they coach well. Right, right. They coach well. Free Andy agents. Reid. Is a pretty good coach. Oh, come on, Chris. You can't win the big one. Oh, guess what? That's out the window now. Right. Now he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yep. So, you know, these guys, you know, okay, so when your quarterback is making that, you better draft well. You better coach well. You better find guys that, you know, on the undrafted free agent market, okay, and all that. Because, you know, you're paying a guy – 35, 40 million a year. It takes up a lot, big part of the cap. Now, if Daniel, the guy asked about Daniel Jones, how's it affect Jones? Well, I, have, I, put a, I put something on Twitter the other day, Jerry. If Daniel Jones even remotely approaches these numbers, guess what, yeah, dude? We're in great shape. We're in great shape. That means, yeah. we're, that means we're on the brink or we just came off a something. I hate right. to say Super Bowl, but whatever it might be, right? Right, right. So yep. think, think of it that way. Who asked that question? Whoever asked that question, Christopher? I think Chris Chris Derry. Just yes. think of it that way too, Chris. Christopher Derry, yes. Think of it that way too, Chris. If Jones approaches anywhere near that contract, that's probably that's going to be a real good sign. Here we go. I'll go two more. Arthur Fleck at Victor Pusateri. <laughs> Arthur Fleck, I think, was the new Joker movie. What would you be willing to give up for Chris Jones, and who would you rather be willing to trade for slash give a big contract to, Chris Jones or Yannick? I'll let you take that, Chris. Uh, I'm not trading for Chris Jones. We have guys on a defensive line. I mean, you obviously, obviously, you could steal him. That's one thing. But we're not giving up a one for him. Uh, now, I happen to think Chris Jones is a phenomenal football player. Right. Which he showed in the playoffs last season. And he was one of the reasons why I said the Chiefs would win that game. Because um, I felt the Niners were going to have a problem with him up front. And they did. Right. Okay. Now, uh, hold up. I would give the big contract to him over Yannick. No question about it. Okay. No question about it. Chris Jones does it all. He stops the run. He gets to the quarterback. He is a difference maker out there. Yannick is, you know, he'll get you eight sacks and all that, but he's no Chris Jones. So then MRTZNGL at MOU1992 asks, would you trade a third for Yannick or rather sign Clowney? Well, Chris, I know what my answer there is, so I think I know yours too based on what you just said. I think you'd rather sign Clowney, right? There you go. Nice. Um, we'll go one more and then I want to read another one. Um, two more. Ramesh. Well, yeah, but I want to read one. Ramesh Chandra. Sorry if I'm messing up your, uh, your name, bud. 
first year player and first player and coach Chris are itching to interview when you get back. And what is a realistic expectation for the defense? Is it a top 20 defense? So when you can finally get back and interview people, Chris, name a player and coach that you're itching to interview. Uh, you know what? Xavier McKinney. Did you, I, I look for the new guys. So Xavier McKinney. What a coach. All the other guys, you know, I basically know, except for the draft picks now. So I'm going to go McKinney. Um, coach? Mm. Jason Garrett. More than Mark Colombo, huh? Yeah, more than Mark I, I figured you would have said Mark Colombo. That's yeah, no, you know what? Garrett's got a lot more on the resume. I, I'll go with Jason Garrett. I'm going to ask him why you like to clap so much. No. <laughs> you know, we used to call you the redheaded clapper. You know, but now you're on our team. You we love chance. you, buddy. Uh, here we go. Yeah, I just want to read this one thing, man. Eddie Bulger. Uh, Eddie Bulger. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a 58-year-old from New York slash New Jersey who relocated to Louisiana in 2008. I miss the area and my friends and family. But what I really miss is the New York New York football giants. Your podcast is like a lifeline for me, and you keep me connected. Thank you so much. Go Blue. I had to read that, dude. That's great stuff. Great so, stuff. Thank you, my Eddie. My God. Right? Jeez. Thank you, Thank you Eddie. Oh, awesome stuff. Right, good job, buddy. Anything else? No, that's it. We'll talk next week, man, as we get closer to uh, camp. Yes, and like we said, um, well, we'll have one more podcast before we print, but uh, the articles are being written now, and uh, you know we'll print next week. And, and hopefully, I, I have a few calls out to former players. Hopefully, we get another player on next week. All right, everybody, to order a subscription to The Giant Insider uh, newspaper, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. Anything else, pal? No, everybody stay safe, man. Um, and we'll talk soon. All right, guys, remember, Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.